Welcome to a Victory Monday edition of the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjansa. Christmas has come early, Browns fans. Woo! Matt, how are you feeling, buddy? Ten wins for the first time in 13 freaking years. Let's go! Feels good, man. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, uh, to put it in perspective, uh, when the Browns last had a 10-win season, we were like seven years away from actually meeting each other in person. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we've been doing this show for five, six, well, five six, seasons season now, six. six seasons. This is season six? Um, so, yeah, it's been way overdue. And much, much needed. Um, getting that W last night was pretty sweet. Um, and it, it really was sweet that it was punctuated by Miles Garrett's sack of Colt McCoy. That was good. You got a for half me. A That half really sack. kind of, that, that brought it home for me. Yeah. You, you know what? You got the half sack. Miles got off it. And it, it was like, it was tough because he, he'd been saying, Matt, right? Like he'd been all um, still feeling the COVID situation. And so, like, the breathing stuff, so he, oh, yeah. he wasn't he, at 100%. Yeah. No, he's and he's not going to be for the rest of the year. I mean, that's just something we all have to get used to. Miles at 50% is still better than most people at 100. Yeah. But you're going to have to get used to Miles. You know, it's going to be a fight for him. And the fact that he's able to do what he's able to do, still not being able to breathe, is pretty pretty damn impressive. Isn't that crazy? And and that again, folks, just like hammers home. Like if Miles Garrett, the, the the physical freak that he is, feels that way. Like I know the virus affects people different ways. Some people don't feel it at all. But man, that's that's kind of scary, right? Like that's sort of not that that like I ever stopped taking it seriously. But when you see like Miles Garrett, it's like yeah, this thing's still kicking my butt. It's like oh man, you know that that that's the real deal. Right. There's it's no joke. Right? Like, and the scary thing is people still are are not taking it as, as seriously as we would hope so we can get back to a sense of normalcy. That's it. But you know what? Hey, it's not normal for the Browns to be at ten at ten wins, Matt. It's not normal. And that we, is that is a norm <laughs> a, a, a non normal that I can get used to. Yes. Twenty to six victory over the Giants and all the worries of like, oh man, Colt McCoy revenge game. Fred, what's Freddie going to do? Uh, Matt, I'm sorry. As soon as I saw a puncher lineup change formation trying to throw it to the center for a surprise touchdown out of a field goal formation, I was like, we're going to be all right tonight. <laughs> yeah. That, that's Freddie. Freddie picked up right yeah, where he left off was... with us. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that, unfortunately, a time or two. Mm. Uh but we'll take it when we're on this end of it. Hell, hell yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Like, Matt, it's so different now because, like, we were the team forever that were doing stupid stuff like that. We were the team making dumb errors and, and just trying to be too cute for the sake of trying to outsmart everybody. And Kevin Stefanski, listen, was that the most exciting game in the world if you were just a general viewer? No. I had several friends like, man, I couldn't stay up. I was like, I watched every damn second of it. I'd watch it again if I could. Like, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, super And the thing of it was, it was a fast game, too. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody was running the ball. The clock just seemed to keep moving. Like 247, I think. It was uh, very quick. And yeah. Like, if you just look. Like, Matt, if we didn't see the final score and we saw Nick Chubb only ran for 50 yards, 
my first thinking would be like, uh-oh, something didn't go right. But Baker Mayfield was not pressured all night. That dude was – like, Matt, some of the Baker throws, I was like, good. Uh, to, to quote Vince McMahon, the, the grapefruits, the gra- – like, the, the man to throw tight window double coverage, like, zipping. Baker Mayfield's confidence is at an all-time high, and I'm loving this. Uh, yeah, you're starting to see what John Dorsey loved about him. Yep. And you're starting to see what this offense and this team can be going forward. That is a very good thing. Um, when Baker plays, usually when he plays upset or angry at somebody or feels slighted, is usually when you get the best Baker. But I think it's, we've got to amend that statement and say, okay, maybe there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Baker is is winning and the team is playing well around him and making plays, he feels the need to step up and make plays, and he's been able to do that, and it's been a welcome sight for sure. Well, we're seeing the evolution. By the way, folks, get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at Matt Florjancic. Let us know your game ball. We'll give, a, give out ours in a little bit. Uh, but, Matt, when, when we see how this offense has evolved on the fly, right? We went from Zoom calls installing a fourth offense for Baker to, all right, against Cincinnati he could do it, but run the ball heavy. And then there was weather games. What, what is this guy? How's it go? What is he? And now we're seeing a confident Baker. I like what you said there, Matt. Now we're beyond the like, oh, he's pissed and he's going to play good. Now he's confident. That dude feels every time the ball feels his hand, if it leaves his hand, that he's making a completion. And last night he pretty much was. Like that was 27 to 32. Like it was something like the best completion percentage since like Milt Plum in like 1960 or something. It's crazy. Yeah, he just he's in a groove right now. He's on another level. Um, compared to other quarterbacks and and compared to quarterbacks of Brown's past. And it's it's great to see. It, it really is phenomenal to see. I'm happy to see it as a Browns fan. I'm happy for him that he can kind of prove the doubters wrong without having to acknowledge him, just go out there and play ball. And the guys around him look so much better when Baker is playing confident. Like uh, Higgins looks like a stud, you know. Landry looks like the star he uh, we got in a trade with the Dolphins. You know, everybody starts to look better. David Njoku is playing hard right now, mm-hmm. and and he's a guy that can barely run a route, <laughs> and yet he's making plays. Like it's everybody's starting to feed off of that confidence that the quarterback has, and when you start doing that. Good things tend to happen, and I really, really like, you know, what I'm seeing out of this team right now. But this is this is something we're obviously not accustomed to. This is the best quarterback play since Derek Anderson, and I guess probably the first what uh, ten ten games with Brian Hoyer in 2014. But even more so because we're seeing like big chunk plays. We're we're we see the arm talent. See, just the, the fit into some of those windows. Like, Matt, there were some balls he let go. I'm like, oh, that was interesting. He caught it? What? You know? Like, it was just crazy, the confidence. And I'll tell you this, man. Donovan Peoples-Jones, that, that dude's going to be a player. Like, this guy is, is still ascending and, and a bit raw as a rookie. 
Matt, I just want to see more of him because I think that guy has the chance to be a WR1 in this offense. Like He looks good. Yeah, he does. He's really stepped up recently and just continues to take advantage of every opportunity given to him. He, I, I was not excited about the pick, obviously, for certain reasons, right. but this is a young man that's that's won me over. I mean, he can, he can play. That team up north, man. He, they, they didn't use him right, not surprisingly, but the Browns sure are, and they're developing him very nicely. And we saw the run game complemented, and this was the – this is what I just love in a game. And it, it got and, and let's talk about the injury to Chris Hubbard, who was filling in for the injured Wyatt Teller, and Nick Harris, the rookie, who had taken all the snaps at center come in. Um, the running game was stuffed up early. They were trying to go to the left because the right side was it. And then eventually, Matt, you just stick with it, and inevitably Nick Chubb busts through, and you just see it. Like, it's only – you just know it's going to happen. This is just so – damn exciting you know good things are going to happen on this offense and with Kevin Stefanski calling plays it's amazing yeah you you have the confidence that good things are going to happen I'm not used to it man oh man has it been a long time since we felt that oh boy and I wonder I don't think we've had a full uh injury breakdown on Chris Hubbard's um injury there White Teller Looks like what, Matt? Like, he might miss this upcoming week as well against the uh, the Jets. And then who knows with Hubbard, right? Yeah, I think we're all kind of in a holding pattern on on that um, until he goes undergoes further testing. But it doesn't sound like Wyatt Teller is going to be coming back this week. Maybe you get him back for the Steelers game, but... Yeah, it's they're they're a little bit banged up right now, but okay. kudos to Nick Harris, man. He went out there cool. and he played hard. Hell yeah! And kudos also to J uh, J C Treader because he came up limping on a couple of plays, and it looked like he might have to come out, but he knew that his backup was already in the game playing yeah. next to him, okay. so he had to uh, kind of Iron Man it and tough it out. And uh, I don't know that there's too many human beings that are tougher than J C Treader. Uh, on that roster, I, I would say that the one or two guys that I could think of off the top of my head would be Jarvis Landry yeah. and Miles Garrett for playing through the after effects of COVID. Right, and I bet you we see, you know, some practice squad signee or something of uh, offensive lineman this week for the Browns, just to just to make sure, just to to keep everything intact. But um, if you need a, a week to rest up, the upcoming Jets is a good game to have it. Who got their first win? which, Matt, really is good news, I think, because now the pressure is off of them to not have the losing season of, of like, zero wins. So that should be good. And for the Browns, 10 wins. You get one next week, you're making a wild-card spot in some capacity. It might, it might be the last spot, but you're going to make something. So I think it's like it's, it's, if the Browns win, they're pretty much clinching next week. Yeah, man, just keep winning. That's um, That's the only thing that matters. And make that Week 17 game mean something against the Steelers, not just for their playoff positioning, but for your for your own for the first time in a long time. Go out there, handle your business, and if you do that, everything else takes care of itself. I mean, theoretically, the Browns are out of the division race, even though mathematically they're still in it. But you never know. If the Steelers have a letdown, the Browns could be right there. 
and that's what that is the mindset that they're taking, and that's why they're at ten and four, looking right down the barrel at a, a playoff berth, and maybe more after that. Wow, ten and four, just just drink it in, people. Just drink that in ten and four. And the great thing is, though, Matt, you're right. Like past Browns teams, the rare time they were on any sort of roll would automatically get full of themselves and then would ultimately collapse. This team continues to stay laser-focused. Like, Kevin Stefanski, I don't care. I, I know we have the Homer goggles on, but Kevin Stefanski should, without a shadow of a doubt, be the coach of the year. I, I don't care about Brian Flores. I don't care about any of the other guys. You took the Cleveland Browns to 10 wins, and you're going to take him into the playoffs. That's a damn coach of the year to me. It's hard to argue, buddy. I mean, that, it is very difficult to argue with right now. I mean, if he does get the Browns to the to the postseason, I don't see how people argue it. That it would be ridiculous not to. And, and one one negative of last night, Jarvis Landry. We love you. You're tough. You make the place. You got to keep your mouth shut, bro. Shut the f up. Like that cost you an extra point. Because it's 48 yard, it's 48 back. Now, should Cody Parkey be making 48 yards? Yes, but it put him in a difficult position. And if you were against a competent team, that could be a game changer right there. Keep your mouth shut. Sure could. And, and it just seems like that's a lesson he doesn't learn, Matt. Like he just can't yeah. help himself. Yeah, I, I love Jarvis. I'm a Jarvis apologist, and I, I think anybody who knows me knows that to be the case. But, man, that was one of those instances where that could have really come back to yep. bite them, yep. and he was really, really fortunate. I mean, he went over to Cody Parkey and, and apologized and been like, yo, dude, that, that's totally my bad. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Don't do it again. Yeah, shut it. Just You know what? When in doubt, like what would Nick Chubb do? Get one of those bracelets, right? What WWNCD. <laughs> what would Nick Chubb do? Nick Chubb would keep his mouth shut. That's what he'd do. He'd toss the ball to the ref. You go back, you'd be quiet. That's what Nick Chubb would do. Do that. Do that. And, and you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. Uh, Austin Hooper with a exactly. touchdown. That's, exactly. that's great. And, oh, boy. Just just really good. Like, I was surprised, though, Matt, the, the lack of pressure on Colt McCoy on the Giants. Like, one sack. That's it. Like, I was a little, I was a little surprised by that. And that's they, not just on They miles. did a good job. They they did a good job to get the ball out of his hands they quick. They did. They knew that if Colt holds on to the ball, bad things will ensue. Yeah. And they tried to stem that tide as much as they could by getting the ball out quickly, running a lot of short routes, you know, short outs to the flat and what have you. Um, there were times where he looked good and competent, and there were times where he looked like the old Colt where a guy was running open on an out route and could have gained five yards and the ball was three yards behind him. Yep. Uh, but the, the key point was to avoid, with the injuries that they've already had at the position, was to avoid getting Colt McCoy hit. And right. they did a brilliant job of doing it. They did. And you know what? We wish no ill will on Colt. We didn't want him to win, of course, or do well, but like no, no ill will, like nothing but respect. And you said before, class act guy and just, uh, you know, good dude's hung around the league 11 years. Okay. He's not going to the hall of fame. He's not going to be remembered in the, the uh, glory, this history of the NFL. 
But the dude's hung around for 11 years, and he's made a good living, and he's a good guy, right? So we, we a tip of the cap to Colt. Yeah, you can't you can't knock a guy who's stayed in the league yeah, 11 years. The average career for a guy is like three and a half years, um, not even four full seasons, and he's almost he's more than tripled that. So he, he's been doing a lot of things right for a lot of years, um, and he deserves our, the respect that comes with being a long tenured quarterback yeah. in the NFL. But I was really really glad that this year's Browns didn't lose to him because. Ooh. I don't know that in years past, if the the Browns had their mentality from back a few years ago, and were ten and or nine and four going into a game against a team that was what five and seven at the time, five and eight. Five and eight yeah, uh, I think the Browns would have gotten the doors blown off by that team. Yeah, but this isn't the same Browns. No, it sure isn't. Uh, how about this? And then we'll pick our game balls. A couple of Baker Mayfield notes. Uh, this is from Jake Trotter on ESPN. QBR quarterback rating rankings on play action passes this season. You want to guess who number one is? Tied with Aaron Rodgers? Baker. Baker Mayfield. That's your quarterback, Cleveland. That's that's for you. And quarterback rankings since week seven. Okay, we're in week 15 just finishing. QBR since week seven. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Baker by God Mayfield. How about that? What's up, NFL? That's our quarterback. Damn. Yeah, you have been longing for this moment, dude, for years, dude. Oh, <laughs> Enjoy I it, drink it oh. in, man. I as love Chris Jericho shows. would say, drink it in. I love, I love now. Just say, and you know, I'm, I'm being cautious, but just wait. Browns get in the playoffs, and like all these stats, I have all these stats ready for when I go do, do my radio shows out of Toronto, right? Because all the people over the year, you know, you get needled with the Browns. You got no comeback. We haven't had any comebacks, Matt. You can't, you can't argue. It's like your team stinks. It's like, yeah. Yeah, okay. They do. Not anymore. Now we can give it right back. Where's Lamar? Oh, did you see Lamar Jackson, Matt, up there in the quarterback? Where is he? Oh, no, not in the top three, five. No, keep going. No, all the way down. They won. Whatever. Ratbirds blow. You suck. You got fined for spitting. You're classless pieces of garbage. That's fine. We'll see. We'll see you at some point in the future. But our quarterback is the real deal. I'll tell you this. I'll take Baker Mayfield and I'll sign him to a long-term contract any day. I would. You couldn't pay me to take Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. Not interested. I'll take Bake. Oh, I'm hyped up at the end of the show now, Matt. Jeez, I'm gonna need a nap. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To me, it was just an average, uh, oh. average day at the office oh, with Andy Back, man. Boy. I get, I get fired <laughs> the vitriol up. towards Baltimore so is bad. legit. It's legit. My <laughs> goodness. Uh, let's give out the game balls, man. Who you got? Who gets your game ball? I'm gonna have to give it to Baker. I, go. I really am gonna give it to him because he played it, it ridiculously well. 27 to 32, 297, two touchdowns, just overall solid performance. He didn't do anything flashy, but he made the plays that were there to be made. And that's all you can ask out of a quarterback who's never really been in this position before as a professional and got a chance to prove that, yeah, he, he actually can play at this level and play pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah. And average 9.3 yards a completion. That's that's up there with the elites, folks. Okay, anything over seven, you're doing good. His average for the year seven point six, and 
boy, since that week seven has just skyrocketed. I'm going to give it to Baker too, Matt. I can't argue with that. I can't like everybody did their job. Everybody did it well. Um, Baker Mayfield once again showing that he's the real deal against a good the Giants are missing some guys, but everyone's missing guys. Gets a very good, respectable Giants defense. And he showed up and showed out. So we'll be back with you Saturday. Saturday isn't Christmas, is it? What what day is Christmas? Friday? Friday nope, is Christmas. Christmas is Friday. Okay, so we can do Saturday. We'll do Saturday. I, I was gonna say a Christmas day show might be a little little much to sell to the fam, but uh Boxing Day's good. We'll do and we'll get you ready for the Jets game there. <laughs> Christmas morning. Hold on, Daddy's got to do a doghouse show. What? <laughs> well, unfor- unfortunately for us this year, my friend, uh, Christmas celebrations look a little bit muted well. um, with the guidelines that have been released and then also the impending lockdown that's happening up by you guys. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a little bit muted this year, but, you know, you can still talk to people over the phone and video chat and do gift dead drops if you want. And, uh, we're, we're going through the schedule, trying to figure that out with friends and various family members ourselves. So, you know, just everybody stay safe this holiday season, stay smart. Um, and let's, let's try to mitigate the complexities of 2020 and, and start off 2021 in a better, better spot. Agreed. Well said. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all our listeners. We get a gift of a 10th Browns win. That's going to be as good as anything I open up under the tree. 10 and 4. Browns win 20 to 6 over the Giants. We will see you Saturday to set up week 16 versus the Jets. Matt, good stuff, buddy. People can find uh, all your work, all your blogs at Matt Florjancic on Twitter, myself at AndyMC81. We'll talk to you on the weekend and Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, Andy. All right, there he is, Matt Florjancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.